Hello and welcome to the Miskatonic Playhouse and tonight's performance of The Prisoner's Dilemma. I'm T.A. Newman, your host and keeper of arcane lore for tonight's performance. My team and I will be bringing to life adventures using the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game, which contains mature themes, cosmic horror, character death and loss of sanity. Our mystery can be found in the Miskatonic Repository, where people like you and me can write a scenario for others to play. We'd also like to thank Sirenscape, whose tools have helped provide the background sound that you hear. Our investigators travel to Dartmoor Prison on the promise of information from an inmate which would lead to the acquisition of an expensive painting. But little did they know, each of them had received the same letter. Greeted by the strict and less than hospitable guards, they wait in the visitor's room and discover the scam. But in the room, other paintings catch their eye. And now it's time to pull back the curtain and roll the dice. The stage is mine. And as you look back at that painting and you see that beautiful summer uh, uh, moor scene and the moors are beautiful in the summer. They are horrific and they are deadly and they are uh, inhospitable. But in the perfect conditions, they are wonderful. They are nature in its absolute honesty. And as you see this, Eleanor, you see that that singular beast has moved closer but not so close that it's against the frame but you can see now that this is like a dog or a, or a wolf or, or something like that but there's something unusual about its shape you can't quite pin down what it it is you can't see fur you almost see a ripple almost like liquid can she take the painting off from the wall and just kind of stare at it at different angles you can indeed you pick up the painting and actually when you pick up the painting this time you see there's a little uh silver plaque on the bottom of the painting um just because obviously you're taking much more note of it this at this moment and you see the uh, the painting the little plaque just says um uh dartmoor summer scene donated by the obsidian foundation is what it says um, and you hold up this painting and almost like one of the 3D cards that we all grew up with from a free magazine and whatnot, you'd kind of turn it like this and you're looking at this image and the entire image moves except the head of the dog. It stays still, its eyes locked onto you. And as you see, as you move it, there is this liquidness to this dog. But what you actually get as well as this dog's looking at you, this liquid, you see it moving around the dog and there's bits of it that drip off onto the floor. Shall I make a sanity roll at this point? Well, just <laughs> as that happens, there is, for the rest of you, a scream from somewhere inside Prison Ward E. Eleanor, you do not hear a scream. You hear a blood-curdling howl. I would like a sanity roll from Eleanor, please. That's fair. And everybody else, you hear a scream. Okay. 
Look at me fail every oh, single roll I've made. Hey. <laughs> These are the kind of players we like. What an investigator. Um, okay, I'm going to ask you to give me a 1d4, please. Okay. Four? How surprising. Wow. Okay. Um, with that four, you are shocked. There is a physical reaction. You drop the pet. Well, actually, no, you tell me. I'm sorry. You tell me, Elena, what happens in this moment? And it's something that the rest of the group are going to be aware of. But what happens to you in this moment, Elena? Um, I think she's definitely, I, th- I think she has experience of the supernatural and of the occult. So she wouldn't necessarily want to avoid it, but also she'd be scared at the same time. So I think there's only one door to this place and it's towards the scream, right? Yeah. So she can't run away from it. Um, There's only one door in the visitor's room. At the other end of the room is another painting. Your compatriots are in the middle surrounding a coffee table. The only door is the one you came in through, which leads into the bigger corridor of of prison wardy. Okay. So I think she's going to grab the other... How large are the paintings? Can she like put them under? Um, they're they're rather large. <laughs> they're quite large I, would, okay. I would say, yeah, you're looking at something that's probably is a lack of measurement knowledge here. Uh, I'd say just yay big. Just that's fine with me. Probably about a two. You know, quite a big okay. piece, and it's got a big, yeah, originally big frame on it. Heavy enough that when you pick it up, you had to you had to actually hold it up. It wasn't just like a casual thing. I think she's going to get scared but very excited she's going to show everyone the painting and then run out of the room with it okay Uh, (laughs) Eleanor in her momentary madness runs at you all bringing this painting running at you and she shows you this beautiful summer scene of of the moors and that's exactly what it is a beautiful summer scene of the moors we don't see anything there's nothing to see. It's a beautiful summer scene of the moors. Oh, I, I like your style, Miss, but I don't think pinching a, a uh, painting from Dartmoor Prism is going to make up for the Blake that we're not going to get from Mr. Wisney. I mean, give it a try. I don't don't think you see? Don't, don't you see the 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 man, the the dog, and the howl? Did did you not? Did you oh, not hear it? Oh, there's there's a hound of the Baskervilles one on t'other wall as well. Did did they move? Did they move for you as well? Did they move? Oh, no. Because I, I, just one... had some, I just had someone in my no. eye when I was looking at it. Trust your eyes. You hear a door slam right. out in the corridor really loudly, like a... I'm going to grab my letter and go outside of the door. Oh, you best stay in here just in case you got some trouble on the landing. Hmm. I, I'd let the authorities deal with whatever's going on out there. Did you Did not you hear the howl? Um, There's a wolf. Uh, Oh, how? Oh, that was a scream, my dear. Probably one of the inmates kicking off. Right, right young you... miss, I think you've got a little bit... You've misheard a few things. Are you quite I well, think... madam? Mm. I understand that your eyes and ears have been closed for a long time, but I can sense this kind of thing. Ex- excuse me while I go and have a look. But I'm taking this with me. I... You can have taking the, the painting. Oh, okay. You can look at the other painting. Just explain you're acting by yourself. We're not stealing it with you. You're you're acting by yourself. I really wouldn't, madam. It's... Miss, if you if you want, I'll, uh, you know, as an officer, I'll go and check what 
the screen wires. Um, if everybody just stays here, stay calm. Um, Tommy's already out the door. Yeah, I'm out of the door as well. Okay. You, so, sorry. Uh, so, Eleanor, are you going to look at the other painting, or are you going out the door? No, I'm leaving the other painting. One is good enough. It's probably the same. Okay. So you're. So Tommy goes out of the room. <laughs> yeah. Eleanor's walking out of the room. At which point, Di Martin Wells does the right thing and turns to the remaining two people and says, "If everybody stays here and stays calm, <laughs> yeah. No, the uh, rest of them, so I can go out. Yeah, absolutely. Go and check. Uh, so at the moment." We've got Tommy walking out, Eleanor with some manic uh, excitement, but clearly there is a twinkle in her eye, which is not a comfortable one, um, and, and a rather wide smile, uh, which is almost too forced, as she kind of walks out the room with this painting, which is quite hard to carry. And um, then D.I. Martin-Wells walks out as well. Captain, Doctor, are you going to follow or are you staying put? Staying put. Yes, I think staying put. Okay. I'm going to uh, show the, the captain this rather lovely picture of the Hound of the Baskervilles and see if they uh, think it is worth stealing. <laughs> what I, is going on out there? I have really no idea, but I mean, uh, you, I, I, I take it a, a good man such as yourself has not been in a prison before, but I, I, I have had the occasional prisoner uh, in to my surgery to be uh, treated for maladies of the mind. And, hmm. you know, we're not what as backward as we used to be, but uh, it, it really is best to leave the uh, the screws, as they call them, leave it up to up to them. But as I say, this painting over here is rather lovely. If you want to. Uh, Take, take a look. Do you, do you think it's the Hound of the Baskervilles? I, I wasn't too sure myself. Captain, Hound just of- as the doctor's saying this to you, and he's talking about this malady of patience and, you know, uh, the mental state, and he's had a few in, there's no hound in this painting. It's just a weather-torn Dartmoor. Hmm. I'm not quite sure what you mean, Doctor. I'm hound? Do- oh, oh, I need to get my eyes tested. And I- it's gone. But- Doctor, it's gone when you look at it. And he's going to scratch his chin and, and point very, very, very perturbed, actually. Kind of like he'd, he thought his eyesight's maybe going, but not that bad. So he's a little bit suspicious. Whilst this going on, uh, Tommy left the room quite quickly. So, Tommy, you walk out of the room uh, and you walk into a rather large... Um, a uh, 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 long corridor and as you go through that corridor what you're actually seeing is a number of rooms Eleanor you are m- very very quickly behind and uh, D.I. Martin Wells you again you know you kind of see this but you see Tommy this large figure kind of walking out first uh, and uh, Tommy what does you see is you see uh, a few named rooms immediately as you come out uh, so there's two sides to this uh, you initially came in uh, to this corridor and went in straight in left to the visitors room you see opposite that on the other side of the corridor is the warden's room. Then there's filing and toilets and storage. On your side of the room is the visitor's room. Then there's a closed door, a locked door, which leads to some stairs. Or just, you know, it's closed. It's a metal door that's closed. Then you see another door that says hospital. That door is open. And there is possibly a spilt drink or liquid on the floor trailing into that room i think that's the uh, the destination okay yeah uh, eleanor think... dia martin you follow yeah, yeah, e- yeah eleanor wants to get there quick so that she doesn't miss the transformation from wolf to man <sighs> okay okay tommy tell me what you do just a 
purposeful, strident walk over towards it, tucking the letter back into my pocket. It's been a long time. Somebody brought it to my tent in 45 minutes. Somebody said the word scam, and I'm not up for a scam. <laughs> okay. You march up there, plodding your feet, shoulders kind of swaying as you kind of, you know, you go up there, the doors open, and you get closer, and you see that that liquid on the floor, that spilled whatever, uh, was recognisable for you, a man who spends a bit of time in the ring. That's a spatter of blood. It's claret, isn't it? <laughs> it is indeed. <laughs> yeah. It is indeed. Um, right, oh, all right. So that will stop me up short, and I'll look over at... Um, I think I'll look over at D.I. Uh, Martin Wells because I see him as a figure of authority. Mm. I will stop and then I'll defer. Okay. And I'll look down more. Oh, um, okay. This has took a slight turn. Young Miss, just hold on a second. Um, She's got a wild look in her eye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to see. I'm not going to hold on a second. No, no. But if we miss it. No, no. I did, like you've, I'm guessing you've walked up. But um, so I kind of just gestured for them both to stop in the same place so that I can have a little look into the doorway and see where the blood is going. Okay. Uh, you have a look in. You see this this uh, dapple, this 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 almost spatter of blood, uh, 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 just around through you know from the the main corridor that you're in into this room that says you know, it has hospital in white stenciled on the door. There's a bit of spatter on the door as well, and as you look in, you see um, a room that has been ravaged. The hospital itself is in a state of disarray with many medical uh, storage cupboards and drawers being broken ripped from the walls there has been clearly a violent uh, violent violent altercation uh, most of the um, expected patient beds privacy curtains and chairs they've all been destroyed not just torn down not just thrown around i mean they have been broken down destroyed torn apart into the bare minimum that they could be and you even see that there was a sink ripped from a wall and there is a small uh, pool of water the water not running anymore but beneath the sink there is a stagnant pool of water you can see the broken pipe. There is, on the far right side of the room, still a hospital curtain intact. You actually see on that far right wall that there is a door. Then there's the hospital curtain, which is in front of that. And you can just see the outline of another door behind that. The blood dapple that leads into the room turns into a trickle that becomes a flood which seems to pull right beneath that curtain on the other side of the room. Can I ask Tommy, Eleanor, and D.I. Martin Wells to give me a listen roll, please? Oh, failure of 58 on 55. Oh, if you are, you could use some luck if you'd oh, like. Oh, I will use some luck. That's a it's great a sea idea. of red on roll 20. <laughs> yeah. Endless, endless failure. I will use... Three Just so you know, I, I know the guys at Roll20 and I've basically asked them to make everything a failure. <laughs> uh, it, was a, it was a request. Okay, so Tommy's going to use some luck, turning a 58 to a 55. Eleanor, what did you roll? I rolled 90 over 45. I literally don't have 
enough like for this. So. You are staring at your painting and the sound of the world around you is not important. I also uh, like I... to, like, I'm looking around actively for, like, scratch marks and bite marks and stuff. I'm convinced there's, like, a dog man in here somewhere. Okay, I'm going to ask you to give me a spot hidden roll, please, as I just go to D.I. Martin Wells and, and ask him what his roll was. Um, mine was an 83 over 40, so quite okay. a failure. And I, I think that I'm deaf. It turns out deaf. Yeah, what? Sorry? Um, yeah, and, you know, as much as you are doing your detective inspector role, you're not on duty and you're in a prison. This is an unusual situation, a circumstance for you. You're with these people that seem to be tied to you in some way or reason as well. I'm just going to go to Tommy first and tell him what he hears uh, before Eleanor coming to you and having a look at a potential spot hidden. Um, Tommy, you kind of look over the DI's uh, shoulder, look in the room. You see the landscape in there. You see the broken furniture, the torn sink, the blood pooling, the, the two doors and the curtain covering one with the, the flood of blood uh, at the bottom. You see that the detective inspector doesn't seem to be picking up on what you're picking up on. He's looking around the room. Maybe there's a shock at the amount of blood or some such, but you're not really interested because the sound that you can hear is as if someone is struggling. From the curtained oft area? It absolutely, 100%, unmistakably, seems to be coming from behind the curtain. There's this laboured breath. Uh, and I'll take in the, the landscape of the hospital. I'll look to see if there are any swabs or bandages. And then I'll look to see if there's any, um, you know, some kind of um, metal tray for, you know, that you might hold things in. And I'll go from table to table grabbing first aid things because I have some first aid skill um, because I've seen people injured and blood and, you know, I train as a boxer in a gym all the time. I train other people. So somebody, fit, in my mind now, there's somebody has been hurt. So I'm grabbing bits off different tables and making my way over towards it. Okay. To try uh, and help can me. you give me... Uh, so I'm going to ask you for a spot hidden to see what you're able to see in the room to pull together while I just go over to Eleanor and just see what her spot hidden role was. Do you have a guess? Um, I like to think that Eleanor is in a state where like she has a self-fulfilling thing going on so she kind of is seeing what she wants to see rather than what is actually there yeah that's kind of how I'm interpreting it so what were you looking for remind me what were you looking looking for for, like scratch marks and bite marks for like okay so I, I really like that idea, this self-fulfilling prophecy that she's seeing what she's seeing and it, it kind of uh, hinders what's there. So, okay, I'm going to tell you what you see in the guise of this self-fulfilling prophecy because even though it's a fail, I like that turn of narrative on a fail. So what you see is um, the door itself, the metal door at the bottom and by the handle is dented as in dented from impact, you think. There are scratch marks around those dents and you are able to convince yourself 
that you know where the scratch marks came from. Tommy, just give me your roll quickly before we jump back to the doctor and the captain. I have failed my spot hidden roll. Okay. <laughs> um, the only things you're able to find are with this failure. You're not able to find the bandages, the metal tray, anything like that. You actually find things that are relatively potentially useless to you in your endeavor. You find a surgeon's scalpel. But this surgeon's scalpel is used. It has a certain coloration to it, a dried stickiness to it. So I'll allow that to you, whether you uh, uh, pick up said scalpel. Um, and then you actually find a syringe on the floor. And the syringe is full uh, and the needle is out. And next to it is, a, is an empty bottle. Um, and the bottle has a label on it which reads morphine. That's good. Okay. And you pick up the... Do you pick up the syringe? Yep, syringe and morphine. That's good. Okay, okay. Well, just on that, the last thing, you pick up the morphine, you uh, the, 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 the bottle, you pick up the, the syringe. You hear that laboured breath again. Uh, D.I. Martin Wells and uh, Eleanor, they are watching you going in and running around and picking up these things. Just jumping back over uh, in a quick uh, scene change over to the doctor and the captain. What are you up to, you two? And those guys have been gone for a good, uh, you know, it feels like three, four, five minutes almost ticking by. Uh, and remember, they did run out at the sound of a scream. Highly irregular, but I am wondering whether we ought to go and see what's going on. They have been gone a rather long time. Oh, you don't think they've gone and got clobbered, do you? I mean, they had that, uh, well, I mean, that chappy uh, looks, looks as though he can handle himself. I mean, uh, you know. This is true. This is true. And, uh, you know, utmost faith in the uh, officers of Her Majesty's prison. But uh, Mind you, mind you, he is the sort of person, you know, no offence to him nor nothing, to lamp one of them prison guards if, if he, he, they don't say the right thing. So uh, perhaps your commanding uh, demeanour might be of a, a calming influence on him. Hmm. Did, did, did I hear say captain? Uh, yes, yes, Captain Richard Harwood. And oh, you are... Uh, Dr. Hagler. Dr. Hagler, uh, well, I say it's a pleasure. Ah, uh, well, yes, I mean, it'd be nice if it was a, a better place for us to get a, get acquainted, so... Uh, Under well, better uh, circumstances, perhaps. Very, very true, very true. Sh uh, after you, then, uh, ca Captain? Uh, I, I should tell you I am still carrying my handgun, and, uh, I mean, I shouldn't really just leave it unattended here. Um... I know they said for us to put everything in the trays, but there doesn't seem to be anyone here to take delivery. Well, we haven't seen right. any other um, prison staff, have we? Nobody's come to pick up the, the trays, Keeper? Uh, no one has come to pick up the trays. Mm. No one has returned. But even on that moment where you talk about your gun not leaving it unattended, something you all hear, but sticking with the captain and the doctor here, um, you do hear quite loudly an exclamation. And it's a sound um, that it's difficult to locate exactly where it's coming from, but you think it might be coming from upstairs. And you hear a voice. Uh, you hear a voice uh, quite clearly. That, well, there's a bit of a crash. There's a bit of something thrown on the floor. And then you hear a voice just going... God damn it! Henry! Where is it? Where is it, Henry? 
and you all hear that in your respected areas, but we're going to stick with the captain and the doctor for a moment. The uh, doctor looks at the captain and says, well, you, you know, I don't, I don't think anybody would mind if you uh, carry that around. I mean, you know how to use it. And besides, I've got my doctor's bag. Should should you shoot the wrong person, you know? So I think we've, we've got all sides covered. So, um, Doctor, I do not intend to draw this gun unless in the utmost need. Oh, well, it makes a change. Most military men shoot first, ask questions later, in my experience. Mm. Always sending people casualties to me. But uh, no, no, no. Uh, by all means, let, let's take take a look and uh, see if we can find out where that bus driver is and get us out of here. Hmm. Well, I think we should go and find the others first. Oh, no, yeah. Well, you, you lead on, Captain. I, I, I'll follow. Very well. And uh, he will lead the way out in pursuit of Eleanor and the others. You leave the room, Captain, Doctor, you follow. Uh, you see this long um, corridor stretching out before you. You see the stairs leading up to the gantry above. Uh, you see um, you see that there is, in fact, a, um, a series of doors, series of stencils. You can see that, that D.I. Martin and, and Eleanor are standing outside the hospital door. And you can see that they are standing on what looks like a spatter of blood leading into the room. Can I just ask both the doctor and the captain to just give me a spot hidden as you come out of the room? So Dr. Tobias Hagler has a success of 29 versus 40 on his spot hidden. Okay, and Captain? Uh, well, I have a confession. I double clicked, so it actually rolled it twice. And one of them's a failure and one of them's a hard success. So keep okay. that. That is, uh, I throw myself upon your mercy. What was the first roll? Uh, that was a 95 versus 60, which was the failure. And the hard success was 17 versus 60. Ooh, I want to go with the hard success, but it's just not in me. I'm just not that kind <laughs> yeah, of generous human fair. being. Um, okay. Um, but you do come out and you, Captain, you you know, you, you see uh, D.I. Wells. You see uh, uh, Eleanor still holding this painting. Tommy's not there. Tommy's gone. But you can see D.I. Martin Wells looking into this hospital room. Um, and you walk towards them. Doctor, you kind of follow the captain diligently, you know, dutifully. And as you do, you take a moment and you kind of look past the group. At the far end of the corridor, the door has been opened. And there's someone standing there. Ooh. It's the warden. Not Mr. Alexander, the guard. The warden who held the door open for you as you entered the room, the rather large gentleman who growled. Uh, Dr. Hagler is uh, going to nudge the captain and say, oh, look, there's the warden. Maybe we, we can ask him what's going on. He seems to be standing still and looking at you at this moment. Captain, what do you think What do you think he's uh, doing? Does is he, is he look, look all right to you? And D.I. Martin Wells, Eleanor, you are there hearing this. You might be transfixed with what's going on in the actual hospital room, but you are able to see this. And Captain, you can now see a little bit into the hospital room, the devastation and the blood. Something clearly is very wrong here. What has happened? Um, doctor, we, we might need you here, and I'm just going to gesture towards the blood. Um... Oh, right. Is that yours? Uh no, uh, we don't know uh, where it's come from. We, I think we just need to have a take our time, but have a quick look around. Oh right, uh, well don't don't miss the warden. He's ju he's just up there. Uh, where's the patient? And uh, doctor goes into first aid mode, doctoring mode, and uh, walks in as though he owns the place. Okay. And uh, 
Okay, see, you walk in. What the problem is. You see Tommy standing there with a uh, syringe. Uh, you can see it's very obvious that the uh, the intended uh, patient is behind the hospital curtain, uh, and you can see the pool of blood, an excessive amount of blood, um, quite a worrying amount of blood. But you can also hear now getting closer as well, Doctor. You can hear a. <gasps> Marvelous, Doctor. will look at uh, Tommy and said, "Oh, well done. That's a, that's a good story. Might be jumping the gun a bit, but let's have a look." And he swipes the curtain back in mm-hmm. a nice, easy <laughs> medical sort of way to see what the patient is. Okay, who's looking at this scene as the doctor? Okay, Tommy, Doctor, Dale Martin Wells, Captain, everybody, I, no, everybody. Could I react I, to the to the warden being there? Yes, a little torn, yeah. Because did, did they say that the warden is there staring and not helping out, basically? Uh, yes, the doctor saw him. Well, the doctor saw him and said, oh, look, there's the warden. But yeah. if anybody looked, they'd see that the warden is just there standing, staring at you lot. Can I, Can I? when the doctor says, don't miss the warden, I, yeah. I turn around, I see him and go, what is going on here? And uh, uh, D.I. Martin-Wells, you turn, the warden looks at you and takes a few steps forward and says, You were supposed to leave the visiting room. We said we'd come and get you. And he looks like his entire body just, just goes rigid with, well whatever you foresee in this moment. For those of you looking at the curtain when uh, the doctor so professionally pulls back the curtain, um, you're all going to need... In fact, actually, uh, uh, Doctor, you're not going to because of your nature of who you are and what you do, and you've pulled many a curtain back and seen many a horrible sight. Um, But Tommy and Captain, uh, you are both going to need to make a sanity roll, you see a uh, body, a gentleman, lying on the floor. Um, This individual is wearing um, what you think, because they are bloodstained and dried and torn, uh, but a long white doctor's coat, torn trousers, the chest, uh, the shirt is kind of torn open. And uh, what you're seeing is within that mess of clothes and blood, you're seeing that the flesh has been torn. It has been pulled apart, but it's been put back together. It's been sewn back together. There is one significant stitch that reaches from just below the right side of the rib cage, all the way up across the chest, around the neck, and then over, breaking over one of the lips, which is leaking this darker than usual pus of blood, and then over the top lip and across the face. The individual lies on the floor. Still. Oh, he's on the floor. Lying on the floor in the pool. He's not of blood. in a bed. Not in a bed. On the floor. There is no bed behind this curtain. And as you do, he kind of moves towards you. One of his eyes is kind of sewn shut and swollen, and the other eye kind of lands on you, Doctor. And you just get this. <gasps> <gasps> this and the architect. Send you. <sighs> no, I, I'm Doctor Heigler. Um, what I, I, I happened to you? Don't, don't try and move or not, nothing. What's don't touch on? me. Oh, all right, all right. You contagious or something? No. 
I am the architect's work. Right. Okay. He's done a pretty poor job. If you're 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 what you're supposed to be be looking like. Are you in any pain? Where does it hurt, or does it hurt all over? Tommy, have we got that morphine, mate? Pain. Pain. All right. All right. Relax. 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 Um. Can the doctor prep a syringe of morphine? For well, this? Tommy's holding one. Tom, Tommy's oh, just stood there with syringe and morphine, staring wide-eyed and silent, having failed a sanity roll. Yeah, and I was just double-checking that. So there is an absolute kind of moment of, like, what is going on here? Almost clutching those too tight. You see almost a trickle of uh, the morphine come out of the end of the needle. Uh, can I ask you to roll me a 1d4, please, uh, Tommy? Uh, Captain, what did you roll, please? I rolled a success, 43 versus 60. Okay, so you have seen trauma. I mean, this is excessive. This is excessive. The the trauma to uh, uh, the body that you've seen in war isn't this. This is some horrific manipulation of flesh. Uh, what you've seen is obviously the devastation and destruction of flesh. Um, but you are able to hold it together. There is a deep breath. There is a stilled moment. There is a shiver down your spine. And I roll one for a sanity loss. So you lose one sanity. And the doctor is able to, if he would like, to take the syringe from your hand in that moment of frozen shock. Doctor, tell me what you do. Okay, the doctor assesses the patient is in a considerable pain. He preps a good amount of uh, morphine, not too much of a dose, but enough that if you have this kind of injury, you know, he's seen what these newfangled automobiles can do to people if they drive at excessive speed. So he's treating this as a very serious case of pain, and he's going to try and uh, inject good amount of morphine to relieve that sort of pain maybe bring some calmness to this individual because they're presenting with extreme pain lots of pain yeah <laughs> lots of pain absolutely racked with pain mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. as you go forward trying uh, to be calm and comforting can i ask which arm you attempt to put the 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 syringe in uh, usually it would not be the uh left arm uh, writing writing hand so it'd be in the left arm Okay, uh, so uh, you lean over and you go to take uh, the left arm to find a syringe and you find something rather unusual, Doctor. You find that the left arm, you're not able to pull it up into a comfortable position to tap a vein and find an entry point for your needle because the arm is sewn into the torso. And it even looks like that the lower half of the arm didn't originally belong to this person. The lower half of the arm apparently belonged to somebody else. Okay. And as you lean in to deliver this morphine, the individual is able to push himself up just slightly and speaks in your ear and says, The pain, the pain, it's a gift. I was tainted, but this will make me pure. The architect said, the architect said, and he seems to be getting quite wound up at this moment. We're going to jump. We're going to jump just quickly to D.I. Martin Wells outside and Eleanor, who seems to be standing near D.I. Martin Wells. Uh, you approach the warden. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Eleanor, you're going with? 
Still holding the painting. Still holding the painting. <laughs> uh, the warden looks and sees the painting. And you can just see there's a moment of confusion in his eyes. Uh, and if anything, it makes him even more angry. And um, he kind of limps. He's got a bit of a limp, you've noticed now. And he kind of limps over to you. And as he gets over to you, D.I. Martin, he comes right up to your face, just says, you were supposed to wait. There's a plan. You're ruining his plan. And he is going to pick you up and he is going to throw you. Okay. Is this something you'd like to contest? Uh, Get out of the way, dodge it. <laughs> Do you want to comply happily and see how far no, we can no, throw I'm you? Gonna, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm gonna go. Cheers. Yeah. Um, uh, Always wanted I'm to fly. Gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> try and hold on to his arms and try and take take his arms back off me. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, like a counter. Yeah, I think we're going to go with a contested strength roll here. Uh, yeah, it's not really a brawl in this moment. It's not really a fight. It's more of a, this is a yeah. show of strength, okay? Yeah, show of strength. Right. <gasps> um, I mean, uh, what did you get? Wait, I haven't rolled yet. Click your strength. <laughs> oh, and Eleanor, I'm going to ask you what you're doing in this moment as well, please. Oh, no. Um, you are. Oh, yeah. Oh, what did you get? What did you get? I got an extreme success. Oh, what were the numbers? A four versus a 55. Wow, okay. That does. That is slightly more impressive than mine. Okay, nice. okay. I'll uh, I'll reveal that in a moment. Eleanor, what are you doing in this moment? Eleanor is still trying to follow her hunch. So she's like, okay, this, this man who is also a dog is clearly in on this possibly the one who destroyed the thing i'm going to have to figure out what like his weakness is so she's going to gently put the painting down and then whistle really loudly <laughs> okay <laughs> to see if he okay. like gets excited or something i, okay. Can't do I really much like right this <laughs> yeah okay i really like this okay um <laughs> okay the warden comes in grabs uh, D.I. Martin Wells begins to lift him off the floor. D.I. Martin Wells does that fantastic... Oh, no, actually, D.I. Martin, you tell me what you do, please. Um, so when he grabs me and slightly lifts me, I'm, I'm, I'm on my tiptoes, but I, he hasn't properly picked me up yet. And then I just grab his arms and rather than just try and brutally force his arms back, is try and push them to the side. So oh. push him up and, up and out like that. Okay, his arms come off to the side. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to add to that, because it was an extreme success that you had in that moment, as these hands grabbed you uh, and you immediately reacted, you know, your self-defense training, your your police uh, kind of training came in. It was grab the hands, turn them and twist them and use them in a certain way uh, to, you know, to, to break the, the, the level of strength there. You are also slightly distracted by this, this whistle, this... Uh, and there's a, there's a moment where you, both you and the warden kind of, uh, uh, and it, it, it is a moment that allows you to, you know, you take advantage of this moment and the arms go back. Um, after that, the, the, the warden's going to smack his arms down and uh, it almost kind of you know, re releasing uh, between the two of you. And this is when it gets slightly bizarre for Eleanor and D.I. Martin Wells. And they join this sense of bizarreness the others are witnessing. You see the warden 
kind of rotate his head and you hear almighty clicks and clacks. It sounds things are popping and snapping as he does so. And you kind of see these shoulders just kind of break out as well and the arms kind of reach out and they almost kind of uh, extend beyond what they probably should. But the unusual thing you're seeing here is, is that the bend of the elbow is just the first. There is another bend of an elbow as the arms are elongated and then you see that the warden actually has these jagged kind of claws that are beginning to rip through the hands that are beneath as if they are medical gloves that have been put on too tight and the fingers are protruding from beneath and as these claws are there you then see the warden just kind of look at you and his eyes take this yellow tint di martin wells and he kind of looks at you and kind of smiles and you see these teeth bared. Martin Wells, what is it that you do in this moment except request another pair of pants? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm obviously shocked by what I've just seen, so I don't know. Do I need a sanity roll, you know, in something like this? I think it's going to be happening within the next few seconds. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to give you there because you've you've had this interaction. I'm going to give you a moment to try and do something first. I think I just I just keep stepping back, just just slowly, not reacting like really rashly, not like sprinting out or anything. Just stepping slowly backwards as this is going on, just backing up. Okay, okay, Eleanor, is there anything you're doing in this moment? Eleanor. It feels like she should be happy that she called it, but she's not not really very happy about it. Um, <laughs> if she has a moment to keep being her weird self, she has one more dog-related thing lined up that she'd like to try. <laughs> Is it a treat? No. It's, it's, <laughs> That's why there's no biscuits, see? Yeah. <laughs> I want to see if there's anything that I can lift easily nearby that I can throw behind him in a kind of like fetch-like motion. <laughs> um, you, 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 you are... soldiers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, are, you are standing in quite an empty corridor, and yeah. it's an empty corridor on purpose because of it being a prison. There's not much around for prisoners to do exactly what you're trying to do. You have the painting and you have any personal belongings on you. Okay, so I have my notepad and my pencil mm-hmm. and my necklace. Um, Shinies, jingle shiny. keys. <laughs> jingle, jingle. The, key, my, the keys to my house. <laughs> <laughs> um, goodness, is it, is it time to... No, no I, I, think, I think I'm going to rip some paper off my notebook and crumple it up and just throw it like a ball. And go like, okay, could you give me a throw roll, please? <laughs> she doesn't have any throw, so that'll be fun. Just to throw one... right in his face. <laughs> There's one last thing, depending on how it goes, that I want to do in this moment before we jump back to Tommy, Doctor, and Captain. Oh, that's unexpected. Okay, uh, <laughs> what, did you, what did you roll? <laughs> 60 over 20. <laughs> okay, you, uh, you ball up your piece of paper. Because you're carrying this hefty painting, uh, you throw it and uh, it hits him in the face. <laughs> and uh, he's just there like... <laughs> Um, but seeing you know seeing that that's what you brought to this moment of conflict um, the warden is going to jump at D.I. Martin Wells I'm sorry about that Um, you're allowed to make a dodge roll D.I. Martin Wells right okay bear with me good luck good luck 
<sighs> what did you get? I got an 86 versus a 30. Oh, no. It's the quite, warden. Quite the failure. Not only jumps at you, but he jumps on you and he knocks you to the ground and you slide a good uh, uh, eight feet. The impact of hitting the ground itself, the card, the, the card, the cold, hard uh, cement floor as your head smacks off the ground and then you slide across it is enough. Could you roll 1d4 and deduct that from your hit points, please? Yeah. A very large, aggressive object has just slammed you into the floor and dragged you. Go one. Okay, so you lose one hit point by slamming into the floor and being dragged across the floor. Um, Doctor Tommy, Captain, you might well have seen uh, the warden sliding across the floor on top of Di Martin Wells. You may have heard the conflict and the growl. I'll allow you to react to that in a second. Uh, can but I, first, can I scream help as, as this happens? Just... You absolutely can <laughs> scream help. And as you scream help, you hear a voice from upstairs actually just going, "Oh shit." Henry, I need it now. Where did you put it? And there's like a real sense of desperation from upstairs. Something's going on. Uh, at which point, the warden is going to use those claws and try to acquaint them with your internal organs. Um, D.I. Martin Wells. Um, okay. Okay. What should I roll? Mm-hmm. You probably want to fight back if your fight is fifty-five. Uh, yes, yeah, you can. Um, I'm gonna. You can have a dodge roll here. You could have a brawl roll here. If you've got anything else you'd like to fight back with, you're very welcome to do so. Um, if you don't dodge, I'm, I'm. I will give you a freebie. Uh, the warden has had a success of a certain um, degree. I'll check out a brawl roll. For okay. Okay. Oh. And oh. how did we do? It sounds positive. As a 71 uh, versus a 25. I thought okay. you had 55. That was strength. Oh, no. Uh, that was bad advice. Okay, okay. Oh. Um, <laughs> essentially, that was bad advice. <laughs> okay, you've got this horrible monster on top of you. What's your lowest skill? Go for it. Um, uh, <laughs> you've, you've got uh, the wardens on top of you and th- this no longer resembles the warden there's sloughs of flesh being pushed around it's almost as if the this whatever is there that, that is the, the visual representation of this, this person isn't it anymore uh, his arm comes up to attack into you and unfortunately that's the same arm that you used to try and punch but because his double jointed elbowed arm is there you can't land your punch you just land on the forearm if anything you add a sense of drive to this hand which drives and Di Martin Wells pierces your chest roughly below your rope cage where your diaphragm is in that lovely soft area and you feel as those cold sharp hands fingers of the hands dive into your chest you feel a tightness and it's because the hand inside is clenching I'm going to give you one last opportunity to do something before I ask you to roll uh, something <laughs> significant. Can I try to help? Yeah. I have one more idea. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, you both get your one idea and let's see what happens. Um, right. This is when this is when Eleanor shouts walkies. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I could... 
potentially I'm gonna go for something like, like try and get a f- finger to an eye yeah so I could just kind of like just knock him a little bit off of where what he's doing because I don't think in terms of where his hand is there's no point in me trying to pull that back out so I think is would that be something like a, a dexterity roll? Um, oh, I see. You're playing for something that's not brawl here. I see what you're oh. doing. Um, okay, well, I'll tell you what. Considering you currently have someone's hand inside your chest cavity, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's let's have it. Let's let's have a just a, a standard dexterity roll. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Spend a luck. What did you get? Spend a luck. I got 46 over 45. Oh, so you can can use luck here. You can use one luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or you could push the roll and then something dire will happen if you get it right. (laughs) I'm just just saying. I'm just saying. I think I might use my luck. Oh, okay. Just that one luck. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so you use that one luck, and what you're able to do is you you are able to jam you know two fingers quite significantly into the the, the left eye, um, and you feel a pop. I'm going to have you roll for for this one for the damage on um, on the warden here with the eye. Uh, could you give me a um, d10 roll, please? A d10. <laughs> one. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. Uh, you. You pull your your fingers out in this moment, and you just see this this the the you know, the, the 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 empty uh, socket and just black could just dribble down. You don't see a flinch of pain. If anything, you see the warden just smile and get close. So his hot breath is on your face, and you see his sharp teeth. I'm now going to need you to roll before we do anything else for the damage that's done to you with the hand inside your chest cavity. Aww. Okay. Did I not get a chance to help? Oh, uh, sorry, uh, Eleanor. What was there was something you did say, didn't you? Um, Okay, yeah, I did say I'm a man of my word. Please, what would you like to do? I have a sharp pencil. I'd like to stick it in his neck while he's not able to move away because he's not paying the warden's neck or yeah, the warden's neck. Just checking. (laughs) Um, Okay, okay. Um, Because he's not trying to evade or anything because he hasn't seen me. Um, can I use dexterity as well? Uh, ooh, okay. <laughs> I see what you guys are doing here. Okay, I'll tell you what. You can either use brawl with a bonus, or you can use dexterity because I'm liking the creativity here. Dexterity is my best skill, so okay. if I fail, I'll be very angry. Let's, let's go. Hey. Hey. What, did, what did we get? How much of a success? Forty-four out of uh, seventy. So normal okay. success, but it's good enough for me. Okay, okay. Uh, so what happens is, is um, Eleanor, you run up, uh, a pencil, favourite pencil drawn, uh, you run up and you drive it. And because of the success, it actually goes right into the side of the neck, almost kind of hitting the jugular. And you see the the nib of the pencil actually poking out uh, the, the, the front as well. Um, and you see uh, the warden kind of, <sighs> kind of move with that. And as he does, the flesh doesn't actually feel that strong and as the warden kind of like pulls back and stands up you notice two things one is that the pencil basically tore the flesh almost like wet toilet paper there was no solidity to the flesh there the skin two depends on this di martin wells could you give me a d12 roll please 
an eight. And how many hit points do you have remaining, Consider you banged your head earlier and lost one? Um, where do I see that on my character sheet? Oh, roll 20. Should be towards the top. Oh, yeah. I've got... <laughs> well, I've got 11 to start with. I lost one, so uh, I've got a good solid two left. Okay. So, essentially, what happens is is uh, the warden kind of stands up, and as he does, uh, Eleanor notices that some of your entrails are still in his hand and we're just going to jump to the other guys for a moment <laughs> and then there's 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 going to be a moment where i just jump back to you guys uh so let's let's just have uh let's go over to tommy doctor captain you're in the room uh doctor you're over the <gasps> i was tainted but the architect is cleansing me and uh, Tommy, you're seeing that, you're in shock, you're in fear, but you're also hearing a hell of a scuffle going outside. Captain, you're kind of standing in the doorway of this. You're seeing the, you know, the curtain was whipped back. You are drawn into that, you've seen that. But at the same time, you've just seen D.I. Martin Wells knocked to the floor. You've heard some dog whistling. You've then seen uh, the warden jump on top of uh, D.I. Martin Wells. And you've now seen Eleanor uh, stab the warden with a pencil. Please tell me, what is it that you three do? I I would like to run to help. There was a there was a scream for help, so I'd like yeah. to run for help. Uh, and depending on what I can or cannot do, I would like to barrel into the warden. Um, we're on. Are we on the ground floor or are we on a balcony? Yes. Yes, this right. is still the ground floor. The gantry is above you. There's a staircase yeah. at the far end where the where the warden came from. I would like to barrel, if I'm allowed, barrel into the warden, dragging him away from DI Wells. Okay, okay. Let's have uh, you running out there and giving us a um, brawl roll then, please. Okay. Um, the brawl is a success. 49 on 75. Okay, ideal. Okay, just as you're running out then and your shoulder drops and you go down, this is something that Tommy can do well, you shoulder into the warden. We'll pause. Captain, what are you doing? I believe this counts as utmost need, don't you think, Doctor? And <laughs> Do he doctor will... is paying attention, but uh, he probably would be saying, I think it is time for that firearm, Captain. And he will draw his firearm and he will follow on quickly after... Mr. Slugger. Okay, so I'll say with the, the drawn firearm and following uh, um, uh, Tommy outside, the fact that you've drawn it and you're following him, but he's doing this barrel roll, I'm assuming you're aiming it, so I'll be able to give you a bonus die on when you do fire so that you're able to take a moment to aim the weapon as well. Uh, Doctor, are you staying with your patient? He certainly is, yeah. He is trying to um, inject that morphine to alleviate the pain. Also, he can he do a psychology role to see if he can calm the patient? Yeah, absolutely. That is an extreme success. Five versus 35. Okay, so you recognise the, the absolute um, lost mind here. Uh, and as you find a vein, you, uh, you inject the morphine. And what is it that you say to calm the patient? He's trying to maintain good contact with the person's sense of themselves. At the moment, they seem to be thinking of themselves as something, a creation of the architect or something like that. And so he's going to say, look, my name's Dr. Hagler. 
you're in a bit of trouble, I'll have to admit. But look, stay with me. What's your name? Tell me, tell me who you are. What are you doing here? You know, really trying to just draw out, trying to take his mind off what he's going through as he lets that morphine uh, seek, seep in. Uh, you see his eyes kind of, you know, the the the, uh, the irises kind of, you know, peel open, and you just hear a, <gasps> I'm Doctor Clesham. And his his breathing is still hard, it's still torn, but it becomes slower, more controlled. Tommy, you barrel into uh, the warden. Um, you you you. Go on. Am I am I able to seeing the captain raise the pistol? Am I able to barrel into the warden and knock him clear of Di Wells in and to give a clear shot? You can certainly try. What was the what was your uh, role? Please remind me. It was forty nine on seventy five, a regular success. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say you you you're able to knock him. You're able to kind of sidestep. The warden kind of turns there. Uh, you see these elongated arms, multiple elbow joints, teeth, yellow eyes, claws, and turns around to you. Uh, and basically, like faces at you know, kind of Tommy, Captain Di Martin's on the floor. Uh, 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 Eleanor is kind of to the side. Captain, I believe you are aimed, armed, and ready. I am indeed, and it's it's quite clear that this man is not going man slash thing slash dog slash whatever that he's not going to stand down so yes captain's going to fire on him okay please make a handgun roll please extreme success seven versus 70 boom headshot okay 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 and um uh, what would the damage on that be uh that would be uh, that is a 1d8, 1D8, which I will now roll. Oh, only a 1. Oh, come on. This is not a night, is it, for the dice? Don't forget the impale, though. That is 8 plus 1. That is. Ah, well, that in is. that case, that's a 2. That's a 2. Which is Thank still you very not much. hugely eight impressive, sadly. Is 9. 9. Oh, but I, I rolled a D8, so... With the, with the impale, with the extreme success, it's the full value of damage plus one. Is that correct? Oh, right. Yeah. Fabulous. We well, that's so all right, then. It is, right. It is a value plus the dice roll. Oh, so, brilliant. Um, you you reveal something even more disgusting. Uh, you pull your gun, you aim your handgun, you aim it at his head. Tommy has set him up perfectly, and he turns to you with his one yellow eye remaining, <sighs> like that, and you fire... But as you fire, the bullet, the other eye, pops. Something at the back, pops. You hear a ting off the wall behind. The warden, with no eyes, runs at the group of you, but stops before he gets to you. With an incredible speed, everybody get ready to say, ah, he grabs the left leg of D.I. Martin Wells. Ah. He turns and he runs at full speed to the door that he came from, dragging Martin Wells across the floor going, well, what what are you doing, Martin Wells, in this moment where you're being dragged across the floor? Are you still conscious? I I think I'm gone at this point. uh, Like, I'm not. I just pulled his hand out of my chest. I think I'm unconscious. (laughs) Hopefully. Uh, And you see this trail of blood. I'm going to ask those of you that witnessed that, you are going to need to make a sanity roll for me, please. 
Ah. Oh, fail. Um, I failed, and if I lose four more sanity, I'm indefinitely insane. <laughs> oh, wow. I <laughs> You couldn't tell the difference, really, with Eleanor, though, surely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she started I with passed... 40. So. Oh, not bad. 55 versus 60. Okay. So narrow Pat, pass for the pass. You're, yeah, you've, again, I mean, this this is nothing you've seen before, but because you have seen the horrors, this is this is something you can be able to, to withstand. Uh, Tommy and Eleanor, a 1d4, please. Three three away from your sanity and Eleanor one I Oof. live Oof. <sighs> live to contemplate another day yeah. uh, and in this moment uh, the last thing you see uh, is the, the, the scream in this moment is um, is D.I. Martin Wells his body his arms his, his body's pulled at this rapid speed you see his arms flung up behind him because of the speed and just his body kind of almost leaving a wiggle just matching the kind of the line as he's kind of kind of dragged along and the warden doesn't run. It's almost as if he's kind of using uh, one hand and two feet to kind of to kind of move down. Gets to the door. You almost kind of see him throw uh, D.I. Martin Wells' body through uh, the open door. He goes through and then slams the, the door behind him. Thank you for joining us for Act 2 of The Prisoner's Dilemma by myself, T.A. Newman. Find out more on our website, www.miskatonicplayhouse.com and find us on the social media platforms with links found in the show notes. Until next time, when the curtain rises again.